0: like about
1: shopping at garage sales? I guess. I really like, I like, um, the surprise of owning things that used to belong to someone else. You know, I think that there's, there's always like a happy surprise in that, you know? Yeah. It's better than just, I mean, yeah. And it, you know, it helps with just rampant, uh, consumerism.
2: You're listening to Thrift. What your garage sale says about you? A podcast that explores the stories behind the things we once loved, and are ready to let go of. Thanks for the memory of rainy afternoons, swingy Harlem tunes, motor trips, and burning lips, and burning toast and prunes. How lovely it was. I'm Maggie Blaha. And if you tuned into last week's introductory episode, you know that the idea for this podcast came from finding an old inscription and a secondhand copy of Judith Martin's *Miss Manners' Guide to Excruciatingly Correct Behavior that I bought at a local library book sale. While I really love old etiquette books, I only bought *Miss Manners because of the inscription and have yet to read it. I was curious. Curious about the previous owner. Curious about the man, Doug, who gave it to her. And this curiosity inspired me to start a podcast about the stories behind the things people decide to sell at garage sales. A couple weekends ago, I found a Facebook event page for a moving sale that two young women, Coco and Sarah, were having in the Inman Park area of Atlanta. The page description read, I'm moving down the street after six years, countless roommates, and a few squatters, and Sarah and I are selling some precious items and few pieces of trash. Records, books, furniture, artwork, kitchenware, clothing... Some things that may actually belong to you appliances, electronics, kitsch, souls, souls, bikes, potentially a car. We'll have beer and bloodies if you prefer to just browse and help us bring in a new chapter. Tell your friends. The post was funny, it had personality, and I knew that I wanted Coco and Sarah to be my first guests on the podcast.
3: How lovely that was! Thank you.
2: It was two in the afternoon on one of the hottest days we've had this summer when I pulled up to Coco and Sarah's house. Although the yard sale started at 10 a.m., there still seemed to be a lot of unsold items, which either means that they just had a lot of stuff to unload, or that not many people were out and about on a sweltering Saturday to stumble upon the sale. The handful of people who were there when I arrived all seemed to know Coco and Sarah. Coco's parents were buying a lot of kitschy knickknacks and they probably didn't need— A woman was running in and out of the house, trying on different skirts and tops that were hanging on the clothing rack. And a couple of guys were standing around drinking beer. I figured it was only right for me to make a purchase before I asked for an interview. So I started perusing the book table. It was an eclectic array of tattered paperbacks, from obscure books of literary criticism to the bell jar. And every book on the table, at least at 2 p.m., was selling for under a dollar. I bought a vintage copy of the Nancy Drew mystery, The Clue of the Leaning Chimney, and a Eudora Welty memoir of sorts called One Writer's Beginnings. I regret not buying a Jane Fonda workout record and a set of dishes straight out of a 1970s dinner party, but I was too broke even for a garage sale. For Coco and Sarah, this yard sale was a vital and necessary purge.
0: The First thing I wanted to ask is why you guys are having a garage sale. Well, I am moving just down the street. I've been here for six
1: years. Oh wow. So, um, Sarah's my maybe fourth roommate, Mm -hmm. good friend, Um, so yeah, it's just time. Time to purge. I'm trying to move nothing that I don't have a place already selected for it to go. (laughs) Right.
3: And our landlord came over to um, replace a hot water heater and saw the state of our basement and um, demanded that we... That yeah. <laughs> Fix that situation. Okay. Years, years of years uh, of roommates debris. just dumping all their <laughs> yeah. trash down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. literally.
1: Um, I have a lot of books that I finally um, accepted that I am either never going to
3: read or never going to read again. I have a poster out there that is actually—it's uh, for a clothing store, okay. clothing and warehouse it, down the yeah. street in Little
1: Five Points.
3: Uh-huh. It was an advertisement that our friends were modeling three for. of our friends modeled yep. for this poster and so we're selling that for one dollar yeah
1: and I don't know why we even have it or how it ended up <laughs> so here. it was one of the basement it. items okay. other things that I uh, have um questionable origins <laughs> Cadillac rims a yep. set of four of them yep. those sold um yeah a three, lot bicycles of that three bicycles three are mysteries yeah mystery bicycles
2: I think most of us use a basement, an attic, a garage to dump all our things that have what Coco and Sarah call questionable origins. Either we've had something for so long that we don't remember how we got it, or maybe it never actually belonged to us. Have you ever borrowed something from a friend but forgot to give it back? Or has a friend ever asked you to store something for them, but over time you forget it's not yours? Just a quick ethical question to ponder. Is it okay to sell your friends' stuff if you've been holding on to it for so long that you can't remember whose it is?
0: I heard you kind of saying that a lot of these things are possibly your friends. And yeah. They just haven't come to claim them. Yeah.
1: Okay. Y-
3: yeah. Okay. So I'm sure that when they hear this podcast,
0: yeah. they're
1: going to be re-
3: I don't <laughs> know if you were here when her mother walked away with a bunch of stuff that she had given yeah. Coco. Yes.
1: Um. So, yeah, my mom came. She took stuff that she had originally given me. And it's all going to come back to me someday. So I was like, Mom, could you not? Like, now I'm just going to have to see this stuff again.
0: The beauty of stuff. You know?
1: I'm going to have to sell it and be grieving (laughs) at the same time.
2: (laughs) So why do we hold on to stuff that we no longer and possibly never needed? I mean, the fact that we shove these things into the bowels and extensions of our homes proves that we don't use them, don't even want to look at them. Yet it takes us forever to actually get rid of stuff.
0: How long do you think you've had most of the things that you're
1: selling? A long time, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say at least 10 years, most things. But then I, you know, I have a hat that I bought like last summer. So, um, you know, there's a good range. Okay. I've had these overalls since middle school. I mean, we do have VHS <laughs> tapes, so that, uh,
3: oh, yeah. Yeah, that that that's a date, giveaway. That kind of dates things. yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I sold an autographed picture of Steven Tyler. You sold that? Yeah, I didn't even, like, sell it for money, really. I was like, oh, that box is $10 for everything in it, you know? Was
0: was it your poster? Do you remember it was? It was
1: was mine, and actually my high school theater teacher gave it to me for um, my high school graduation. But it was
3: kind of... More creepy, less sweet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't at the, well, it was, but creepier in <laughs> retrospect, I think, than it was at the time. And I've carried it around for years, and you just, you only need to have an autographed picture of Steven Tyler hanging in your house for so, for so long. long. Okay.
2: Coco was ready to sell everything she'd been holding on to for years. There weren't too many regrets about what she was practically giving away to strangers. And she knew that many of the things she sold were about to start a new life that she could never give them.
0: Is there anything that you you find particularly difficult to have to part with, or was there anything that you guys sold that you thought was kind of hard to part with?
1: Um, I am so ready to just like have fewer things that okay. I don't really feel any any sort of trauma.
3: I don't.
1: I don't um, either. But it's not that well thought out. Like I could be selling some things that I will miss, but I I'm just like very so maybe impulsively like. Yeah, Partying with things right now. There you were. were some.
3: There were some furniture items that were. It was kind of like surprising yeah. to see them go for less than they seem to be worth. Oh know? yeah, that's oh, like yeah. hard to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything that sold that you? Do you kind of judge people for the things they take? Like, oh, what do they buy? What do they need that for? What do they? What are they buying that for? Did you uh, find we did have two all,
3: couples or? that bought a lot of stuff, and I don't really think I thought like, what do you need that for? But I, okay. I. I did kind of wonder what the plan is and like, is there a, are they flipping the stuff? Yeah. Do they I'm ha- sure that is, that what's their house
1: like bought like all, I had some good like mid-century pieces that I just like have looked at for too long <laughs> and um, I'm sure that they were probably flipping those. The guy yeah. even said to me, if this lamp turns out to be worth a lot of money, I was like, just remember me well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I sold them a turntable. That I'm wow. a little bit uh, squirrely about. I sold it for ten dollars, and it was like a four hundred and fifty dollar turntable. Yeah, they're flipping. But that. it needed a new belt, and I like tried to get it fixed like five years ago. I took it to like a, a shop, and they were kind of like, "No, we don't do that," you
3: know. And that's one and of those the whole things that you'll just of never it do. Was
1: that you could make a CD from a record. I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. So it's kind of obsolete, but. Yeah, it was a nice item that I sold for ten dollars, so I do feel a little weird about that. But
3: okay, but probably
1: worth not having. But you don't have to move it. Move it again. yeah. Yeah.
2: When we're ready to let things go, we don't really care about selling them for what they're worth, either monetarily or sentimentally. You typically price all the belongings you've had for ten years or more to get them out of your life.
0: How have you decided on prices
3: for the things that you're selling? Oh, we're just oh, flying on. by the seat of our pants.
1: <laughs> on the fly, yeah. I work for a photography gallery and two of my co-workers were here earlier and we were really busy and they were pricing things. It's been a real collaborative <laughs>
3: event. <laughs> we're pricing to the them private. to move.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we're entering the part of the day where um, everything's a dollar, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. Everything goes, this yeah. chair right here is definitely yeah, a dollar. A dollar, okay. yeah.
0: That
3: doesn't How get sold to today. Well, well, fifty cents, fifty cents
1: a piece
0: for that. Well, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean even less than a dollar. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I got two books for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. A dollar or less. Yes. Um, we'll I donate
1: them. Okay. We actually have a friend um, in Savannah who has a charity called Books for Crooks, and he oh, nice. um, donates uh, books to prisons. So um, we'll probably give some to him, and then take everything else to Goodwill. Okay. I, I am not taking anything back <laughs> into that
2: house. <laughs> As I mentioned in the first episode, the beauty of buying things secondhand is that they almost always carry surprises from their previous owners—books, especially. Our books often become receptacles for ticket stubs and receipts, a place to hide love letters and postcards from prying eyes, and wallets for spare cash we never think we'll need. Coco and Sarah didn't go through any of the books before they stickered and tabled them, leaving them to wonder if they could have left anything potentially incriminating between the pages.
1: But I do at the books. I do wonder what things are inside of them, because yeah. that's always the most fun when you like buy mm-hmm. a used book. Because you
3: always find that's
0: kind of what inspires. It's, this also, podcast, yeah. it's also yeah. It's
3: also kind of uh, terrifying because you don't know what you've left in right. these things. Yeah. And who's gonna find it? And are they gonna yeah exploit you later in life when you're an ambassador?
0: Right. Well, hopefully yeah. you're not leaving. Anything too incriminating in a book. Yeah. But you never know. Who knows? Especially if we've had them, like, $200 check in there. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Sarah found $80 in a plastic bag amongst my things the other day.
3: (laughs) It was was a real, it was a high for us. It was was
2: fun. (laughs) It was a good one. Even though Coco was ready to let all the things she was selling go, She and Sarah admit that it was hard for them to get to that point. It's hard to go through your possessions and learn to accept the fact that they'll belong to someone else.
0: Um, and would you guys say that you are people who have a hard time letting go of things?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: We're, we're both hoarders. So. Terrible hoarders.
0: Um, I mean, you know, not,
3: but
1: friendly people. <laughs> I,
3: I basically didn't even go through my stuff for this garage sale because yeah. I'm not moving. So, so you could just I could stuff. have. Yeah. I could have done it but it was, it's too hard. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we were talking like, you know, we're bad about like holding on to clothes because maybe you'll fit back in them one day or maybe they'll like, like come back in come b- style. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe you'll get the zipper fixed on it. We have like craft projects that we started like seven years ago and we will never finish, we'll never finish that we've moved from place to place. Mm-hmm. I have pieces of a quilt that I started for an ex-boyfriend. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a situation. It's a problem. It's a real problem. But then, you know, the other day I went to the mailbox and my best friend in New York had sent me a copy of Pig Out with Peg, the Married with Children cookbook, randomly. And I realized that I have a lot of enablers in my life.
3: (laughs) (laughs) One of them was here today. Yeah.
0: Um, that cookbook sounds like something everyone should have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But see, that's what all of these things are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Everyone should have them for a minute, you know. And then they should have a theme of this and then they should have a kitsch sale.
2: That's it for this week's episode of Thrift. Thanks for listening. I uh, thank you so much.